So, Emma, how you going? Okay. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> um, so, for anyone who's listening, guys, um, we're here to talk about Emma's trip to Burma. Um, but before we get started, um, let's get a little bit of perspective about who you are, why you made the decisions you did. Um, so just tell us a little bit about yourself, your upbringing, who you are today, what you think your purpose is, etc. Et Right back to the start. I was born in South Africa. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I've lived in a few places in Australia, but I grew, grew up in Perth. Um, my mum is a yoga teacher. She's yeah. been teaching for quite a while, my whole life. Yeah. So I was quite lucky just to, yeah, from a very young age, be taught just little things about yoga itself, but just that kind of more practice of being mindful and I was lucky to meet some very special people growing mm -hmm. up in Perth. Um, a lady my mum worked with who I still was still in contact with, Mary Swan. She um, we'd say is an energy healer. Yeah wow. Slash you could say counsellor, therapist, whatever word you want to put onto it. Yeah. I started seeing her when I was seven years old just to have a chat yeah, every wow. now and then and yeah, so that was probably my first insight into just talking really honestly in that more therapy way yeah met some amazing alternative healers as well and i was lucky enough to befriend one of them who i would call my best friend and brother to this day yeah, and right. um he i was quite inspired by them practicing meditation mm. every day just wake up that's a part of your day do that night how, how old were you at that point I would have met Mauricio when I was, um, I reckon, about 11 or 12 years old. But I probably only started exploring, I think, my, more of my own self-meditation. And through the guidance of mum as well. Mm. Maybe at 14 or 15 years wow, old. Wow, 14. That's quite not, a developmental age. Yeah. And I mean, definitely not something serious or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rigid. or just. I think just having that awareness and being open to it yeah um yeah which was cool and mum knew anytime i'd come home from school upset or sad or tired or hungry or something like that she'd be like, right legs up the wall <laughs> just lying down legs up close your yeah. eyes put an eye on me and even if it was just that and yeah. then she got me into guided meditation and just all these different things so i kind of had little snippets throughout my whole life mm. i've always been inspired by my mum so she's been my That's big inspiration awesome. and i kind of knew through my uh, professional dancer trained, so that was my yeah. pathway. And I kind of knew that I always wanted to work in, I'm not sure, wasn't sure if it was medicine or teaching or just helping people in some way. And inspired by my mum, I knew that yoga would be something I yeah. wanted to get more into. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I moved to Melbourne three, almost three years ago, mm. got into teaching Pilates and bar and just teaching engaging with people and then I finally felt ready to go and do some more yoga training and start to teach yoga. So would you say moving to Melbourne was like a way to like encourage yourself to you know push more into like yoga and like educate yourself? Oh yeah, yourself? well I moved to Melbourne to work as a professional dancer right. and I got teaching as a job on the side to help yeah. Me, me be a professional dancer. And then I realised that 
I actually quite like teaching more than the life of trying to get a job dancing. It's funny how like sometimes yeah. like going for what you think or you yeah. perceive as your dream when you're yeah. younger actually opens you up to like what you actually yeah. want to do, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. Like you yeah. fall into it. Yeah. And it was something yeah, I did and I saw it as like, oh this is cool. I can take a break from dancing, but I still stay fit from all this other stuff I'm doing. Yeah. And then I found as well, we'll come back to more the idea of attachment later on, but the less attached I became to dancing and the more I did other things, I would mm. come back and I'd never been able to move so well and it's Wow. Yeah, the less I wanted it, the more I was like, oh, cool, but then I didn't want it at all. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I realised that the teaching was my call, and I yeah. just love teaching. What no was what it about it teaching that, like, really, like, what was the, like, the, the one thing that you go, wow, this is, like, what I want to do, like, this is kind of the direction yeah. I want to go? I think there's so many things. Just uh, interacting with people. Mm. Seeing, I think an ongoing relationship, it's, for me, if I just taught one group of people once mm. and I never saw them again, that's not rewarding. I think helping people do continual little improvements and just yeah. seeing, no matter what it is, if their goal is to tone up their arms or if their goal is to become more flexible or if their goal is just to feel more confident. And that's where I started getting some great feedback. And really, when you help people more on that level mm. of, it's so more than superficial. It's yeah. like, wow, like my body actually feels good. I'm confident. I'm happy. I'm healthy. Like hormones is something I'm really interested in as well. And I've had so like just having that discussion with women and be like, oh wow, like this is all working so much better. And yeah. it might not even be something I did, but just to be along with that journey. And I think seeing people, yeah, growing with growing, people, yeah. yeah. It is quite like an incredible feeling to see someone change. Yeah. And you know that like you were the one that not necessarily made the change yeah. for them. They're always responsible for that, but you're the one that kind of sparked that little Definitely. fire in them. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. So then that takes me to I decided I just felt ready that it was time for me to go a bit more into my yoga training mm -hmm. and yeah, not put a pressure on when I should start teaching yoga, but I wanted to feel really ready because I felt like it's a bit more, it's that next level up on not just the physical Pilates, yoga, dancing, uh, sorry, Pilates bar, dancing, mm. ballet, whatever. Mm. Yeah. So I decided that I would go to India for my yoga teacher training. Yes, yes. And this was probably, I think in October, I probably decided this in August mm. last year. Cool. And I was putting down the deposit for my course. I hadn't booked flights yet, and then I came to a meditation workshop in Melbourne. Yes. And yeah, which inspired, I think, which is the rest of our discussion. Yeah, today. yeah. So I guess that, leads, that leads perfectly to the next question. Which yeah. Is, so you obviously did um, three weeks in Burma, yeah. and then three weeks in India doing the yoga. Yeah, wow, about so five weeks in India. Okay, yeah, yeah. wow, you've gone long. I think it's gone for about nine weeks. That's total. amazing. Yeah, that's insane. yeah. Um, for your first trip as well. First trip, so yeah, yeah wow. Um, so Burma came up kind of not randomly, but it kind of got added onto your trip. Yeah. Not last minute, but later on. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, India and, was locked in. Yeah, and what was like? So Burma, what? Why were you going to Burma? Why did you choose to do? The course that you did. Yeah. Tell us a little yeah. bit about yeah. what you actually did. Well, I'll uh, just start by saying that I really was 
did not know anything about Burma. Yeah. Like, I feel, not to compare myself to anyone else, but I feel like I knew far less than what was expected that you should know about a certain country. Yeah. Um, didn't even know where it was. Yep. I'd heard about it. <laughs> That's amazing. I honestly was yeah. like, didn't know where this country was. Heard about it once. And I went to this meditation workshop. It was a one-day workshop in Melbourne. Mm. And my the man who facilitated the workshop, Alan Clements, mm -hmm. he's American-Canadian, uh, does quite a bit of work in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And wonderfully run just one-day workshop. And, that, and he's a mentor of yours, yeah? Yeah, so we've got an ongoing relationship now. I'm still in contact and That's yeah, amazing. it's really nice, especially as well connected with people from around the world. Mm. Um, yeah, and in one day, I think it was what, 10 till 4 p.m., so six hours, mm. I was just, I had such a great experience at that workshop. And he spoke a little bit about Burma throughout, and I started to hear different things about history, Burmese history. Mm. Oh, wow, this country, you couldn't even visit 10 years ago easily. Didn't know. <laughs> uh, so I found out all these things about the country, still didn't know much. Yeah. And right at the end of his workshop, he said, I will be leading a 10-day retreat in Burma in January, February next year, which was this year, 2018. Mm. If anyone's interested, let me know. But he hardly saw, was plugging it. Yeah. It was such a little side comment, but I was just, right. Yeah. I think he said that at the lunch break. And in the lunch break, I just went out and researched. And I yeah. was on the ring. Done. Oh my God. Wow, the dates. Yeah, yeah. It works perfectly before my India trip, which was already locked in. It was just yeah. like it was meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, went home that day. and I usually, in my life, will go and talk to people about things. I love to talk and be like, oh, I'm feeling like I want to do this. What do you think I should do? Yeah. And this was just one thing I was so sure of. I just said to my partner and I said to my mum, who are my two, and my sister. I've got, like, a few close people in my life. Yeah. And I was just like... So I get, this came up today, and I think I'm gonna go to Burma. And I just didn't, didn't even, even ask. I didn't even ask. Yeah. I didn't even say, "How do you feel about me going to Burma?" I just was like, "I think I'm gonna go to Burma. I think I'll go for about three weeks. I think I'll do this. I think I'll do this." And I literally booked. I signed up to that course that night. Yeah, wow. And I booked my flights a week later. That's amazing. So that's how I got to Burma. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. then tell us about what actually happened. Not actually happened in Burma. Like, what your expectations were going into it. Mm. Um, what happened when you actually started, you know, like what you learned throughout it. Yeah. Because um, obviously we were talking before and it sounds like it was a bit of a roller coaster in terms mm. of like your expectations versus what it actually yeah. was. Um, so yeah, let's just talk about it from yeah. the moment you got to Burma to the moment you left. Like mm. what changes you experienced, mm. what you felt. Well, as I mentioned, first time solo traveling, mm. that's I think a huge thing in itself. Yeah. It was all exciting. And I think as well, stepping off the plane, knowing that it was such a big trip, I was away for two months. It's a whole weird thing to juggle. Mm -hmm. I spent two days in the city and I got to know, I was in Yangon, okay. which is one of the big like, cities in Burma. Mm -hmm. um, used to be the capital. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. Still doesn't know I much still, about Burma. I do know, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to hold myself to anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got to know the country and realised, wow, people are so generous and it was an amazing environment to be yeah. in um, and I checked myself into the monastery two days later mm -hmm. didn't know anything about I'd heard about the living situations there was a rumor we would get our own 
bedroom, bathroom. Didn't know how many people would be on the mm. course. Didn't know where they were coming from. I really didn't know much except this guy I met once, four months ago, was going to be there. <laughs> Crazy. That was it. Yeah. So, checked myself into the monastery. It was exciting. And we had an induction. It was really, really great. So, just quickly for those who don't know, what, yes. what is the actual course? Like, what was it you were doing? Yes. So, it was at the um, Mahasi Meditation Center in mm -hmm. Yangon, which okay. is quite a renowned monastery in Burma. Burma. But that being said, there are just monasteries, monastery, monastery, monastery. Such a well practiced thing in their country. Mm. Um, yeah, that. There's a million monasteries. Yeah. Um, what I really liked about this meditation center as well, and from hearing about it before I went, mm. was the type of meditation they practice, because there's so many different ways you can practice meditation and different focuses. Yeah. Um, and yeah, all I knew is that it's... Oh, anyway. All I knew was that it was going to be silence for 10 yeah. days, give or take. All I knew is we weren't allowed to eat after midday. And that was one of my biggest concerns. Honestly, I was like... Not even silence. Not even silence. Mm -hmm. I talk a lot, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to need to talk. There's going to be no one there. I know. Mm. So I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to go. I'm going to get bored. I'm going to want to eat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, and that's another lifestyle change I made. I realized yeah. that I don't need that much food. I'm like, I actually can go easily without food for a while. Yeah. Anyway, so I knew that, and yeah, we checked in, back to that story, got my bedroom, which coming from Melbourne, living a lovely lifestyle, it was hard not to be a bit shocked when I came <laughs> to the room. Um, a wooden bed and a dirty brown water bathroom, spiders, cobwebs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, what else? Just, yeah, it was not an inviting room. Just what you needed and no, no more. Yeah. Needed to be, oh, be 100%. Yeah. And, oh yeah, we actually, and we got to wear what you call, we were called lay men, lay women. So we weren't monks or nuns, mm. but we were there living, practicing. Yeah. Meditators. Was there, I didn't ask you this before, was there, there was monks and nuns yes. in the... Yes. Yeah. And it's all very separate though. Yeah. So there's a female section and a male section. Okay, yeah. Um, you're actually not you're not meant to practice even in the same hall. So the monks yeah, go right. somewhere different, the women go somewhere different. In the dining room, you sit on different tables. The men walk in first. It's all very ordered and wow, crazy. Yeah, but we were actually had a separate room, um, which was actually quite lovely. It was their new centre. Mm. Um, so we were men and women together. There ended up only being 10 of us out of what was meant to be 30, 35. I heard wow. that that many people dropped out just before because there was some media coverage before I went. Mm. And people freaked out about just the politics and what's going on. Right, Apparently go. there was that many people that, yeah. But right. again... And you didn't know. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw all the time. Out of sight, out of mind. I don't mind. Naive. You'll find that. Yeah. And I think I was telling you before, so we gave in our passports and mm. everything. And I get the mobile phone off. That was actually a challenging thing because we didn't have to hand our mobile phones in. Right. So I had my mobile phone in the room the whole time. 
but you weren't meant to turn it on. No, which I didn't. Cool. <laughs> I was going to ask that. But that temptation. Yeah, man. So, yeah, then you're stripped of everything. Mm. No contact to the outside world. No identifying characteristics. You're not allowed to choose what clothes you wear. We have a uniform. Yeah, you yeah, strip right. time, wake up 3.30 a.m. or between 3 and 3.30 a.m. You had to be at the meditation hall at 4 a.m. You had to be lining up for breakfast at 6.15 a.m. It's all very timed. Yeah. You had to be lining up for lunch later at 10 a.m. We got a break in the afternoon for about an hour and a half usually. That yeah. was our one like solo time. And then, yeah, dinner. Uh, sorry, no dinner. No. Not allowed to eat after midday. And yeah, then right. So what I thought I would struggle with, I found very easy, not being able to eat, that was fine. Yeah. Um, what else? Even like not being able to talk, fine. Mm. But it was just the, we sat and practiced meditation for probably 18 hours of the day, give or take, maybe with a few of the breaks and talks, That's 14 insane, hours. Yeah. And it was all structured with an hour sitting meditation, an hour walking meditation. Mm. And yeah, after 24 hours, I just went batshit crazy. Like yeah. every little thing that you have deep down inside of you just starts mm. coming out because you've got, I realized my addiction to technology, like this automatic response I needed to yeah. just, just check what everyone's up to. Or like, I just want to watch TV. I just, my mind just, it wants to do, fought you on everything. Wanted yeah. to give you anything that just wasn't looking at itself. It was just, it was quite sad. And I remember like crying, deep emotions when you yeah. actually realize, and I had that realization like, wow, like I, my, I am fighting so much to not be with myself. Yeah. Like I am so sad that I don't have my iPad to distract me from myself. That's insane. Eh? I'm so sad that I don't have my mum to call to talk to about things, but like, why can't I just be there with myself? Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Just all your like all your insecurities and your like yeah. hatreds and dislikes for who you are, like yeah. who you really are. Yeah. Just come out. Yeah. Yeah, you must have got this Resistance <laughs> so. resistance to change as well. Like yeah. I remember being like, Well, I like my life. Mm. Why do I need to do this? Yeah. I'm actually really happy with my life. Take me back to my life. Take me back to my life. Like this whole like I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to, like, I'm, yeah. I just was like, no, I'm happy. I don't need to change. Why should I change? I, I should just keep living ignorantly bliss. Yeah. You know? Um, so the first, I would say four days, especially, mm. was just crazy. Like every emotion, as I said, everything came out and I just, I wanted to run away. Mm. And I'm such a strong, like, I usually can commit to anything. Yeah. Literally the next morning, I was like, I can't stay here tonight. I need to leave. I need my passport. Mm. Like, yeah, because you considered, before you considered leaving. Really you? considered leaving. And I remember thinking, like, I counted down the minutes to the hours to the days. Ten days in our normal modern life mm. flies by. Like if I said I'll see you in 10 days, like it's like seeing you tomorrow. It is yeah. so quick. I remember thinking in the first few days, 10 days, what have I done? <laughs> I just was like, 10 days has never felt so long. I can't yeah. even get to the next hour. 
sitting there, just uh, owl on the clock. Okay, cool. Just close your eyes and you wake up. And the worst is you had a clock, so you're sitting there meditating. And a lot of the times as well, which I wasn't expecting, we were left unsupervised. Oh, okay. So then there wasn't anyone holding you accountable, which was then a whole other mind game because you're like, open your eyes. Oh, no one's watching. Everyone else's eyes are closed. Or is that a stretch? <laughs> like, like, I could just Small go, oh, I might need to go to the bathroom. Like, you just start, you really, it brings out a lot of childish behaviours, I think, as well. Like, yeah, right. those, yeah, like, you'd be like, oh, cool, rules. And, I could be a little bit naughty here now. Yeah, so then it's like this whole thing you're holding accountable to. Like, oh, okay, well, no one's watching me, but okay, no, I'm going to try do yeah. this. Um, yeah, but I remember those first few days, I still was counting down and had a little journal. I say not meant to really write too much mm. and a lot of other courses, I know I'm very strict on that. But I did find that was my saviour. That was your outlet almost. Yeah, yeah and I don't write. Mm. I'm not a person who usually writes as well and I never have loved writing more because I, I just needed to express in some way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'm just thinking, in terms of, I can talk more in detail, but the journey of it, just by day eight of day ten. Mm. What was the point where, like, it, it started feeling, I wouldn't say, like, um, like nice, but just, like, you became yeah. day, okay with, like, day eight. Day eight. eight days it took to be okay with yourself. Yeah. That's because that's really what it is, eh? It's like... It, Detoxing. It's like literally, yeah. yeah. Detoxing. Yeah, right. Detoxing the ego and the external, yeah, relationships, everything. Mm. Yeah. So you, you briefly mentioned the ego. So, like, uh, I've done a little bit of writing myself, a little bit of research into ego. And, like, yeah. the, the fact that you're, like, the ego is kind of a thing that we all have. It's yeah. what brings out the insecurities. It's what makes us want to yeah. do things to impress other people. Mm. It's what gives us the addictions to technology, gives us all these yeah. bad habits to meet our needs. And so, like, really what this course did for you is, like, really brought that out to the forefront so you could see, like, what you were becoming. And yeah. like, shit, like, I'm not who I am anymore. Yeah. And it took eight days to get to that. Eight days. That's insane. So, I do remember by day eight, I, I just remember day eight, and I was like, oh, I could stay here another month. Yeah. And I really was so content by day eight. And at day one, day two, I just was like, I can't even get to day five. This is, every single day has never felt as long a day. Mm. By day eight, I remember being, I want to stay another month. And just like, to, in terms of the journey as well. So my room with this, when I walked in, judging, just shitty shower, shitty yeah. bed, everything. I was like, oh my gosh, so alone. Everything was just judge, 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 judge. By, I remember, oh, probably a bit more during it, day five. So grateful for my little shower that yeah. sprayed out like one little thing. <laughs> and not even, I stand on it, I was a drip. <laughs> and I remember being so grateful. Yeah. Oh, great shower time, this yeah. is nice. And I really, you start, I really started to become grateful yeah. for the tiniest little things. Like when I walked in, I was just mm. like, oh, judge, judge, judge. Yeah. So it was really cool when you are strict on everything, eventually, yeah, to see that kind of, how I, grateful I was for yeah. those little things. And I guess you kind of realise, like, that would have set you up really well, actually, for when you went to India, 
and you notice all these people in poverty, but like a lot of the times, I don't know, I haven't been to India myself, but you probably would have noticed a lot of these people are really happy, mm. like they're really kind, mm. and you kind of realize, sure, they don't have a lot of stuff, but mm. they're so grateful for what they do have. Mm. And like where we live, like sure we like, we have all the modern tech and we have all this amazing yeah. stuff, but people just aren't happy and it's no. because it's just so much entitlement that yeah. everyone wants, wants, wants. Yeah. No one can just stop and go, holy shit, I'm lucky. Yeah. And that's what you experience. Yeah, yeah. when you get stripped of all of that, mm. takes about eight days. <laughs> yeah, well, for you, like some people probably longer. So, oh, exactly. Some yeah. people sooner, some people longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, to really be so content with the little things. That's amazing. And yeah. And even just the focus of the mind, how it wanders so much. So you mm. sit there for an hour and you might not even notice for about 10 minutes that you've been thinking about something else. Yeah. And then eventually, every single day, you'd be able to drop in sooner. And then eventually you just sit and it's just literally a light switch. Just like, great, sit down, cool, focus. And I've never, just to see that brain training, mm. How every day your brain could just be clearer and clearer and clearer. So, what are you talking about, like the light switch? Are you talking about, like, that's the point where you just go into like a meditative state? Like, you're just like, you're not really focusing on anything. Yeah. Oh, no. Look, I think I'm. It's very hard for us to be at that. That's almost unattainable, I think, for what me and my lifestyle. I can't talk for anyone else, but the modern. yeah. Yeah. So. What's really helped me with meditation is not trying to think of nothing and be purely meditative. <laughs> like in terms of what we put as meditation. What we perceive as meditation. Yeah, but just clarity. Yeah. Just to be so attuned to every little thought. Mm. Um, and when I say light switch, more like when you sit down, it take quite a while to eventually get those clear moments mm. every day. You could then, by the end, by the last two days, sit down and it's like as soon as you sat down, just turn this light switch on instead of like trying to find your way in. It was just like, great, on, clear, bam. How am I feeling? What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying before um, we started recording that Mm. you got the opportunity as well to ask questions Mm. during it to was it the head monk or the Yeah, one of the like most senior monks. So how did how did that kinda help? Yeah, that was that was really interesting, because um, his his English was very good for being like the Burmese culture, um, but still there was a big English barrier. But we had a translator, which was great. What was really confronting with the monk was um, we he read us read to us, and then we could ask group. A question in the group so ask mm. him a question everyone could answer and then you'd have a bit of time with him it was like five minutes each with this monk every second day I think we had that or was it every day every second day I think mm. and it was just so interesting what he would tell you to do yeah and what his, like he'd give you kind of homework or like something to focus about the next day and you'd have to come back. And yeah, he, although there was an English barrier, he didn't really 
couldn't really tell what you were saying, but he could just really read the way you were saying it. Right. And then that's how he would give you your homework. And he was just spot on. And I, I was like, one or two days, I ran out crying. Like he just invoked something in me. I just lost it. I ran to my room, threw myself onto the bed and chucked a tantrum. And I was just so sad. I don't know why. Yeah, it was just like, it brings, it brought up so much in me. Yeah. And then it was interesting as well because having that was such a good lesson because instead of just sitting for 10 days by yourself and not talking to mm. anyone, you would then, I became more attuned to my natural response to talking to someone in authority and yeah. just little things like that. I guess as well, like you, you'd have all these thoughts and these like these feelings about yourself in mm. that 10 days. Um, but then being able to get someone who's like a mentor or someone who's been practicing meditation and mm. understands self-aware of themselves so much more than you mm. to be able to clarify it for you mm. is like, yeah, I guess overwhelming, but at the same time, really powerful. Yeah. Um, One thing he said, someone, someone asked on was it day two or day three, said, how do you help if you keep falling asleep? And that was a thing I struggled with. Mm. I just remember a lot of the time dozing off. And he just said, how many days have you been here? Th two, three, I can't remember something like that. And he goes, okay, give it one more day. Mm. And that's all he said, give it one more day. And cheers nuts, the next day, like literally 24 hours later. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm not fully asleep anymore. I'm enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enlightened, yes. <laughs> and then, yes, like how can you be more patient in the real world, in your real interactions? Mm. and. Judgment especially is a big one because it's so easy when you're meditating to be like, oh fuck, I've just, <laughs> I've just sat here for 10 minutes and I just was thinking about what I'm cooking for dinner and all this stuff or, you know, just yeah. anything. And just to really be like, oh great, I've thought about that. Interesting. Bring back, and there's just no judgment, no attachment to what you thought. Mm. It's not, yeah, you definitely don't judge yourself in that way. But yeah. then I really, and Alan is so much better explaining, but I really found this practice of non judgment mm. to myself in such an intense environment helped me in real life interactions. Okay. How do you mean, like, yeah, is it judging, like, uh, yourself or, like, just judgment in judgment general? Judgment in general, yeah. judging other people and how easy it is to judge and... Because we are kind of taught from, like, a really young age that there's this thing right and wrong and good yeah. and bad and evil and, yeah. um, like, heroes and villains. And, like, really there is no, like, good and bad. Like, it's all just complementing each other. Mm. And so, like, naturally we judge all the time. Yeah. Like, for everything. Oh. Definitely. Yeah, that's amazing that, that that kind of taught you to like look at it as, yeah. oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And really think about why it's happening as opposed yeah. to going, well, that's bad. You shouldn't do that. That's mm. wrong. Like, and yeah, to look at the mind patterns. So generally, if you're judging yourself, that's a pattern within you. You know, mm. so if you're judging yourself, which we all can accept that we generally judge ourselves, but not many people can accept that they judge everyone else. No. It's true. You know, and like all in so many, and I've actually, my mum's taught me that from a young age, like, wow, you're feeling this towards someone else. Like, you're really annoyed that they're doing this. Where are you doing that in your life? Mm. And I that's a whole, I think a whole other conversation. Yeah. Like <laughs> the bigger picture, I suppose. Like, yeah. 
yeah, meditation, it's great to train the brain to be clear, be present, mm. to be able to basically not react to situations, actually act from truth and yeah. honesty and yeah. not react to anger and fear and mm. jealousy and, you know. Um, cool. Yeah. So I guess now that you've done the course and you've gone through this and you've like changed inwardly as a person, um, for anyone that chooses to do this course, and for anyone that does, I'll link it yes. at the bottom of the blog yes. and on the podcast. I'll get that off you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for anyone that does it, like, what would you say is like um, the biggest thing that you took away from the course that you're now applying in your everyday life? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, we've talked about a few of the things that have changed for you, but like, how has it really benefited? Like, where you're going, your purpose, your direction, like. Mm. Was it like a revolutionary thing or was it more like little things that have, mm. that'll add up to something great in the, in the long term? Yeah, yeah. I'll probably answer that in two ways. Sure. So in one way, just the technique of the meditation itself mm-hmm. has helped in my meditation. Cool. Um, that I will, I mean, I think apps and guided meditations are great, but what I really loved about this meditation style itself is just the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain that quickly to you in a yeah. very short way. It is, um, they call it mental noting. Mm-hmm. So like a thought, you know, like if you're reaching out your hand, you're like, oh, touch, that kind of thing. Just like a quick note mm-hmm. and looking at your belly or navel or abdomen, whatever you want to call it, and the breath. But instead of thinking, breathe in, breathe out, or that, it's just focusing on the breath. And the only two instructions we had was rising and falling. Mm. So generally, when you breathe in, that's your abdomen rising. Generally, when you breathe out, it's your abdomen falling. Yeah. And that's it. And not trying to control the breath. How can we observe the breath? Not control it. Just watch it, rising, I suppose by doing that, the breath will like naturally fall into that rhythm and yeah. go into that more yeah. kind of focused state. That you yeah. About. yeah true. And that's that's the essence of it. Mm. How long we can purely focus on rising and falling, and that's that was what I did for an hour every day. And then when we did the walking meditation, it was uh, right foot, left foot. That was only two instructions. Yeah. So it was such simple instructions. But then your mind would wander. And instead of being like, oh my god, I've been thinking about the shopping and all this stuff, you'd then note that. Thinking. Going back, rising, falling. Cool. So it's like what you say with the whole judgment thing. Like, yeah. Instead of going, oh, why am I doing this? You can this? label it. Yeah. It, it almost, it, as soon as you label it, you almost disattach yourself from it mm, as right. well. Yeah. Instead of thinking about, oh my god, worrying about my boyfriend and all this stuff. like. Yeah, you could, you could, I mean, it depends on how deep or what you're thinking, you could, oh, insecurities or planning, and that was for me, like, a lot of the time, Mm. shopping lists, planning, all that, like, that comes down to the essence of planning, Mm. so you kind of have these little notes, but as soon as you note it, it's like, it just cuts it off from you, come back to it. And then you go back to those two words, Yeah. right foot, left foot, or rising foot. Yeah, so I just loved that, and it it can go so much deeper, obviously, Mm. 10 days of that yes <laughs> yeah but I do quite like that and I feel like sure. it's such a simple technique 
yeah. to teach. And it's also so simple to show how these two simple instructions are so not simple at all. Yeah. Like, how can we just simply watch the belly rise and fall? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was something, just the technique itself, mm. that I just thought was so beneficial. So and you can do like anywhere. Mm. Sitting on the train. Mm. Don't have to plug in anything. Oh, and that was a big thing with noise. Mm. It's not... You just go, oh, hearing, seeing, yeah. feeling, pain. Pain's another thing, again, another topic. So that was that one benefit. Mm -hmm. Other thing, as I've mentioned, was just how to bring it into daily life and not yeah. feel like you have to meditate for two hours a day to be a beautiful person. Mm. Um, just all of those little, yeah, things I learnt of in terms of the non-judgment, non-attachment, yeah. self-love, passion, uh, patience, compassion, how we can bring that to ourselves. Mm. Like that's almost the bigger picture of meditating, like yeah. the selflessness of it. Like we can do this to help other people in our daily interactions. Yeah. That's the main thing, it's just seeing how quick we are to react from ego or from a place mm. that's not actually true to who we are mm. and when that word cloud, like clouded judgment and that stuff and I think I've probably talked quite fast now but just to slow down and mm. not really think before you speak but feel before you speak yeah that's a good way to put it actually. right well that doesn't actually feel true mm. to me right now and if you've got nothing to say just don't say it at all yeah so I, I really learned from Alan and the way he talks and just how silence is so mm. important and it's great to slow it down because we're so fast in everything we do. True. And especially with the walking meditation, like I'd walk from here to there, so 20 meters mm. in, well, let's put it in perspective, I'd walk probably 200 meters in an hour and a half. Yeah. With that meditation. That's insane. That's really slow. Slowing it down. But I guess with that uh, that takeaway that you're saying, you don't need to like meditate for a couple of hours. Like a lot of people yeah. almost put that expectation on themselves mm. because that's what they see all the celebrities mm. doing. Or people say, yeah, you have to meditate for two hours. Yeah, and with that puts walking, people off. Yeah, it does. And with the, like what you're saying, like with you can do that walking to the train, or yeah. you, like you say, you, you can, can rise. Right yeah, you can meditate for two hours across a whole day when you've just been present. It's just presence, and that's what they taught us a lot, and that's what the senior monk would also tell us, and that was our homework. He says, um, he was, like, I really want you to note in detail, like every part of your morning from waking up to getting mm. to the meditation hall. And it's those little things of instead of just doing all this stuff, brush your teeth, like right hand reaching, right hand grabbing my toothbrush. And it can be that simple. And yeah. that is the biggest thing. And I know it's to take away multitasking. Yeah. Because we will brush our teeth while we're on the phone and doing our hair and, mm. you know, we'll dry, do so many things multitasking. And that is not being present. No. And quite often it's actually unproductive. Like we, it is. I remember one of the things Chris said to me last week was there's busy and there's um, what's it called effective. Yeah. So it's like a lot of the most successful people in the world, yeah. not like the classical rich BMW, Gucci yeah. watch, that's not even a thing, but whatever. Yeah. Not in that kind of sense, but isn't successful as in like 
good entrepreneurs, good yeah. people, like happy people, aren't they don't look busy. No. Because they just they do what they need to because yeah. they're purposeful about it. Yeah. Because they can, like you say, they're not trying to do all these things and get them half done. They just get done. Get it done. Yeah. yeah. And how time went so slow when I was doing nothing. Mm. It's still the same amount of time that we could scroll on Instagram. Half an hour. Yeah. Gone. Sitting if you sit for five minutes, fidgeting and all that. Mm. So yeah, that big thing of being present and I mean, I'll challenge anyone to tomorrow morning, wake up. Can you be present for your first 10 minutes of waking up? Like, Me? Or anyone. I mean, you could, but like, you know, that's like a challenge. Like yeah. 10 minutes, you know, when you wake up, and we were talking about this earlier, the natural reaction. Some days when you wake up, you had a bad sleep, you had a busy day before mm. and stress about the day to come. And, you yeah. know, you were saying about just being gratitude and uh, being grateful and bringing mm. gratitude in. Yeah. I would, I would honestly, to like answer your question, like the 10 minutes, yeah. I don't think I could do it right yeah. now, personally. It's, it's, that might be something I do tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> even, yeah. If, even if it's like your bathroom routine, yeah. how can we be present doing those basic things that are so habitual? Yeah. Because it's those things that are habitual. It's just like our mental patterns, our ego. It's a habit. Yeah. It's not... It's not something we're doing actively, it's these habits, and how can we be present in the habits? So the habit of brushing your teeth and going to the toilet and doing your hair. I'm gonna do that tomorrow, legit. Reach, yeah. Even brushing your teeth for two minutes, can you be present? Can you reach for your toothbrush, right hand reaching, right hand grabbing, right hand clenching the toothbrush. Yeah. Pick the toothbrush up, bring the toothbrush to my mouth. Yeah, right. Turn the toothbrush on, electric. I'm like sitting there, right? Just like, my toothbrush is turning on. Like, like, you know, where am I going to put my toothbrush? Like, left corner. Like, you can be that specific. And I don't I really like that because I feel like it's accessible meditation. It's accessible to, I don't know, people who think that maybe meditation is still for the spiritual yogi. And it sounds like it sounds quite silly talking about it with other people, but like you got to remember, like that kind of stuff, you're by yourself. Yeah. No one's looking at you, so like there's no yeah. one judging. Yeah. It's only you judging yourself, and that brings it back to like just what yeah. you were saying before. Like yeah. that's gonna help you, like not yeah. judge yourself. You can yeah. bring it back in so many little moments in the day, yeah. even if it's just two minutes. Yeah. I'm sitting here. Mm. Yeah. Can I put my feet more comfortably? But like really just, yeah. So cool, no, like, I'm actually going to practice that tomorrow, I'll let you know. It's cool. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, so that it kind of, everything all connects to that. Yeah, yeah. Could we live our life like that? And then I think I said this to you earlier, I'm not sure in this talk, and then it's that presence that when you're interacting with someone else and mm. something comes up and provokes a response in you, that like you want to react, you can then be quick to see, oh, this red anger in my mind and just it's one split second of yeah. just stopping and seeing and yeah being able to be present like that mm. having that self-awareness mm. you can see okay hold on i'm about to react in a way that i just don't need to it's yeah like, yeah is that true to me is yeah yeah right that's awesome yeah um cool <laughs> well that was great <laughs> um, Anyway, um, the last kind of question yeah. I want to ask, so I ask this at the end of every podcast when okay. I talk to someone, um, let's pretend it's your last breath, right? Like mm -hmm. you're about to die. Mm -hmm. It's the end of days um, <laughs> and you've got, let's hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. Yeah. But let's just say it, it, it's about to happen. Mm -hmm. There's only one thing that you can leave behind, one message that you can share with the rest of the world. Only one. 
what would your message be? Hmm. Take a time to think about it. Yeah. yeah straight away. So much, but so. Yeah, it's tough, eh? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely the first word that comes to mind is love, but without sounding like a cliche, just. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, first response, I could come up with a great answer mm. for you, but. Well, I want like, it to be raw. Yeah, like, love. Yeah. Love your flaws, love your body, love, I think it comes down to loving yourself first yeah. and sharing, yeah, I don't know, sharing love. I just think everything comes down to love at the end of the day and I think, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. There's a, I guess there's a reason why like all the movies you watch, all the TV, all the books, there's yeah. always that one like love is kind of like the centre focus. Yeah. But I think, yeah really coming down to it'd be this solo first before yeah. before reaching out that all that kind of clear it does that yeah, kind of love yourself, like, love yourself first, yeah. but just really like as soon as so as soon as you ask me the question and this might be another discussion mm. in terms of more of my yoga training but um yeah as soon as you asked i automatically relaxed my belly mm. and i realized i've been holding on as soon as that yeah react relax my belly and i just like wow your body. Mm. That was the first thing that came. Yeah, to. that was really like, yeah. And chances are that's what you'd share. Can I love my body? Yeah. Can I be happy? Let my belly hang out. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. yeah. When you really love every cell in your body, it will. It resonates. It resonates. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wicked. Um, well, thanks heaps, Emma. You're yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. And I'll definitely let you know how I go tomorrow with my yeah. business. Yeah. Um, but for anyone who wants to, I'm going to write a blog um, in the lines of what we were talking about. I'll tell you when I publish it. Yeah. Maybe in a few weeks. Um, but also, um, if anyone wants to get involved with what Emma did, I'll link those to the podcast. And to the blog. <laughs>